You are listening to the Aesthetic Vibes podcast and I'm your host Amy. I have a background working in a corporate environment for over 15 years. I'm a doctor, a lecturer, a lawyer and a published author. This podcast is a look inside my brain. I cover relevant and totally irrelevant topics ranging from self-help and advice to the spooky and scary, a little bit of true crime, mental health. I also like to tell some stories along the way. My goal is to spread aesthetic vibes whilst discussing these topics. Okay, with all that being said, let's hang out. Hello and welcome to today's episode. We are closing in on Christmas. Can you believe? So at the time of recording, this is Thursday, the 22nd of December. So we are literally days from Christmas and the new year. And I don't even know how we got here so quickly. It just, yeah, it's been, it's been a lot. So with that in mind, I wanted to come to you today with a bit of a lighter episode, something a little bit shorter than usual, but... Uh, very different to our Building a Better You series. We will kick that off again in the new year. Those who have been around for a little while know that I am a big fan of creepy and horror and scary. Um, It's probably my favourite genre. My thoughts on Christmas tend to change each year. Some years I'm like completely in the spirit and loving it and other years I'm just like, oh my god, this is such a fucking struggle. Such a struggle. The last few days, well, mainly yesterday, we were shopping like crazy. So we kind of left everything to the last minute and we were like, fuck, we have to go and get like 50,000 gifts now. We ended up going, we left at like a reasonable hour and we're gone all day. Came home, the car was completely full, like we couldn't even see basically out of the car. So um, yeah, so it's been a little crazy. So we shouldn't have probably left everything to the last minute. So today I'm going to share some creepy Christmas stories. Some are true, others, mm, I don't know, is there a lens of truth or is it just a story? The first story is the legend of the mistletoe bride who haunts England's Bramshaw house. So this story has been around for a while, uh, many centuries in fact, and it's evolved and turned into many different forms with many different iterations and edits. Um, The story's true origin is quite difficult to determine, but many believe that it has something to do with Lord Lovell's bride at the Bramshaw House in Hampshire, England. So the story goes like this. Lord Lovett was preparing to wed um, a beautiful young woman related to Sir John Cope, who was the owner of this particular house. So around Christmas time, the mistletoe would be hung throughout the house or the mansion, because it was a mansion. It would inspire the wedding party to play a game. (laughs) i.e. kissing under the mistletoe, but it's kind of a little bit more fucked up because basically the young bride would hide somewhere in the mansion. The groomsmen would seek her out. Whoever found her first would get to kiss her. I'm like, people do... (laughs) What? Um, okay, that's weird. (laughs) Bride went to hide. 
and the wedding party was, you know, hunting for her everywhere, couldn't find her. Minutes turned to hours and they still couldn't find her. So eventually they just ended the game. They couldn't find her absolutely anywhere. Um, And it became serious because no matter where they looked, they couldn't find her. So she remained missing pretty much permanently. 50 years later, Lord Lovell was still trying to find answers for the bride's disappearance. Um, I suppose for him, he was probably thinking, oh, maybe she got cold feet, she left, whatever it might be. However, he happens upon a secret closet in the upstairs room of the house slash mansion. And inside, he finds a wooden chest, which is sealed shut with a lock. Upon opening the lock, then the chest, he finds the remains of the bride. Okay, so many questions, right? Did she climb in there and then it locked? I mean, a lock itself wouldn't probably be possible, but like, you know how sometimes you exit out through a door and it shuts behind you and you can't get back through? So was there like, you know, something that shut down on the the, um, chest? Or maybe somebody locked her in there. I'm scared of small spaces, so I would never hide in something so small. But anyway, uh, that's a Christmas story that is often told. Pretty fucking creepy. Okay, so let's talk about the story that's titled The Phantoms That Plague a Brooklyn Home During Christmas Time. A few weeks before Christmas in 1878... Edward Smith was at his home in Brooklyn, New York, when the doorbell rang. He answered the door, but there was no one there. This soon became a nightly thing. So every single night, the doorbell would ring, he'd go to answer it, there'd be no one outside. Edward got over this real fast. He was like, look... I'm done. Is someone playing a prank? I'm fucking over it. So he sprinkled ash and flour along the path to the door. And he was hoping what he would find would be footprints. The ringing continued. But when he went and looked at the ash and flour, it remained exactly where it was, totally undisturbed. So Edward and his family were kind of getting more concerned. They were also totally getting over it. The doorbell ringing, no one being there. It then started transforming into aggressive banging on the doors. So no matter where they were, they could hear these noises continuously. Eventually they contacted the police because they were like, okay, there has to be somebody here or something's going on. We need to... um." We need to call the police and maybe they can come and, you know, work out what's going on. The police happened to be there one night and a brick flew through the window from outside. The police officers were standing nearby. Nobody saw where it came from. The police investigated the home extensively and they were unable to determine the cause of the disturbances. So Edward and those who witnessed the strange occurrences ultimately concluded it would have to be paranormal because there was no logical explanation. No real ending. (laughs) Not sure what happened. Um, Not sure if it ever stopped. But I mean, I'd probably be having a word with the ghost. Usually you can reason. I say usually. 
with spirits and be like, can you please leave my area? Can you please leave my home? Can you stop doing that? Um, but yeah, seems pretty fucking bizarre. The next is titled 50 Berkeley Square. The most haunted house in London is said to be 50 Berkeley Square. It is a um, townhouse in upmarket Mayfair. So in the 18th and 19th centuries, the house was linked to a lot of mysterious deaths um, with residents and guests who actually stayed at the house. Apparently seeing ghosts um, and finding people dead with their mouths and eyes agape, frozen in terror, was quite common. And they referred to this as being scared to death. So that's probably where the phrase came from, right? In 1887, it was Christmas Eve, and we've got two sailors, Blunden and Martin. They were on leave in London, and they hunted around for a place to stay one evening. They came across 50 Berkeley Square, and they were really happy that they were able to find a vacancy at the location. The room they stayed in apparently had previously had a victim in it, a death, if you like. Blunden felt uneasy in the darkness and couldn't sleep. In the middle of the night, he frantically wakes up Martin in time to see a dark specter looking towards them in the bedroom, right? Blunden goes for a weapon, then the apparition darts towards him. Martin, half asleep, not sure what's going on, escapes to the street. So he runs and gets a police officer because he's like, okay, there's somebody in the room. Him and the police officer return to the room and they find Blunden at the bottom of a set of stairs, dead, neck broken, eyes and mouth wide open as though he had died from fear, i.e. scared to death. That's true. That's fucked up. That is the, these last three are allegedly true stories. So, um, do with that what you will. <laughs> All right. So I got, um, this one kind of got me. I don't know if this is true. I don't know if this is just a story, but it's pretty creepy. So let me share. This story is being told from a man, a dad's perspective. So I'll be talking about it as if I am him right? (laughs) So last year on Boxing Day, I found a really cool ornament in a clearance box. So he's obviously at the shops. Um, It had a built-in camera to record from a unique perspective on your holiday celebrations. So he grabbed it um, from the store's dusty shelf and takes it home for less than $10. He has a wife and two daughters and they had decorated the house and tree Uh, earlier in the month so he tells his daughters about the camera in this ornament and he says okay so if we turn it on we might be able to secretly catch Santa dropping off gifts Um, and he knew he had an old costume in the attic and he was going to set up the camera and then position it so it would record him acting as Santa in The nights leading up to Christmas, he 
um, turns it on, turns on this little camera thing, makes sure that it works properly. Um, in the morning, he looks at the footage and he's like, yeah, okay, cool. I filmed enough. So he, he had to get um, a good understanding of how much storage it had on it. So he was doing like little test runs, if you like. So he actually puts an SD card in the back of the ornament. He puts in a new battery in anticipation for his uh, theatrical performance. <laughs> He did not want to fuck up and then have to re-record, <laughs> I hear. <laughs> it's fucking annoying. So they have Christmas Eve as a family. They play board games. They eat junk food. And then um, everyone starts feeling sick because they've eaten too much. Anyway, he, him and his wife usually let their daughters open one gift from them before they go to bed. So a mum and dad gift. So they were the girls were like running around, yipped up on sugar, um, and they were laughing from the bedroom. <laughs> they were like, okay, girls, it's time to go to bed. And then, um, you know, they were kind of laughing and then shushing each other. Anyway, they finally go to sleep and the dad goes upstairs, gets the costume. He um, goes to the living room and he says, I get ready for my big feature film debut. <laughs> so in this um, footage, he does everything that Santa would do. Eats the cookies that were left out, drinks the milk that was left out, um, you know, sits and rubs his belly and does ho, 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 like, you know, that type of shit. Then he uh, is putting the presents around the tree. He puts a couple by the fireplace and then he sort of makes sure that he's in um, perfect view of the camera. So they are catching all of it. And he's like, oh, I did a pretty good job of this, right? So anyway, Christmas morning, the girls are sprinting into the bedroom. They wake them up and they um, actually want to watch the video of Santa before they open their gifts. He grabs the SD card, he puts um, the footage on the laptop and then he hits play. And so the girls are like, oh my God, there's Santa. He was like, you know, this is this is obviously making them so happy. This is amazing. He just left the video playing and then, um, like in the background, they went to unwrap some gifts. He spotted a box that he didn't see the night before. So it was this weird box and it was small and wrapped in blue foil paper that he didn't recognize. But his name was on it. And his wife was like, what is this? He's like, I don't, I don't know. Um do you know? She's like, no. The youngest daughter says, oh, daddy, that's got to be from Mr. Elf. And he was getting ready to say, what are you talking about? Um, and then his wife was like, what elf? And then the little girl points to the laptop and she says, the one that, so she points to the laptop and says, the one that came with Santa. So he was like, what the hell? Then, um, he was thinking about it. He's like, well, I certainly didn't bring an elf. My wife didn't dress up as one. So he was like, okay, I'll, I'm going to rewatch the footage. So he scans the video, clicking forward and back until he um, determines the footage that his little girl was referring to. There was someone else in the living room while he was doing his Santa performance. The guy walks into the corner after he's turned the lights off and he stands there watching as he does his performance as Santa. The video goes completely quiet after that and the camera failed to record sound. So the strange tall man in the elf costume stands there 
no audio, and it perfectly records for one hour. And he's watching the camera from a distance, completely pitch black. The audio's faulted, and he's watching, standing for an hour, staring directly down the barrel of the camera. After a little bit of time, the elf walks over to the plate of cookies and eats part of a gingerbread man. The dad in the room at the time looks at the remaining bowl of cookies and sees the teeth marks from that particular bite. So he's looking at the plate right now in real time and he's like, oh shit, he did in fact bite that. Then the elf quietly approaches the Christmas tree and the dad thinking the audio had failed was like, okay, not much is going to happen here. But as he reached the tree, he began to hear a slow and steady breathing from the elf. He reaches towards the ornament and the video stops. In a terrified frenzy, the dad grabs the blue box that the elf had left behind, rips the bow off and tosses the frilly thing away. He frantically removed the wrapping paper, opened the box and looked inside. There on a bed of bubble wrap was the battery I'd put in the camera the night before. My wife took the ornament, opened the back, but the battery was still missing. I don't know what scares me more. What the camera caught or what the elf might have done after he turned off the camera. (laughs) Bro. Bro. (laughs) Wow. I hope that that's not true because fuck that shit. (laughs) I always think that there is nothing scarier than people. Give me a ghost any day. People. No thank you. Okay. So Lucky Last is called Candle Burns. And again, I don't know if this is true. I don't know if this is just a story, but this one made me feel gross. (laughs) It's a relatively long story. Um, I think the the long part is we're dealing with a guy. He's living next door to really rich people. And he describes them in great detail. So there's like a description that goes for, you know, several paragraphs. But ultimately, he talks about how rich they are. And it's not just like remotely rich, but he's like filthy rich he gets the impression that they could in fact be millionaires if not billionaires and um they're very very rich he believes they're sitting sitting on an awful lot of money and um he tries to describe the he refers to it as the monstrosity of christmas um that their mansion transforms into over the holidays he uses the description imagine that (laughs) The song Friday by Rebecca Black gained physical form, very annoying, (laughs) impossible to ignore, and then causes significant pain to all those who come into contact with it. So (laughs) that's the best way that he could describe it, right? (laughs) He said there's like millions of lights that are flashing and ornaments and blow-up dolls on that type of shit. And by blow-up dolls, I mean blow-up Santas and reindeers and stuff. He goes on for a while about this. There's um, a Frosty the Snowman and then there's Mariah Carey songs that they play on speakers. 
It'd be so fucking annoying. But he said that the audio, like the speakers play pretty much continuously and there's five songs that just like repeat themselves. He refers to it as permanent <laughs> permanent retinal and ear drum damage. <laughs> All right, so then he goes on to describe, you know, I, I really hate these neighbours and their stereotypical nature. They are, you know, stereotypical rich people. And he's like, oh, you know, the mums, you know, got the bleach blonde hair and they've got like the fancy cars and multiple kids and blah, blah, blah. Okay. This guy um, then describes his life and he works multiple jobs all hours of the night and day and he's constantly sleep deprived. So one night at 2.42 a.m., he notices that the neighbours have put electric candles in each and every window of their house. He became really agitated with this, and he doesn't really explain too much around why that particular thing annoyed him. But however, there was one of the lights that was continuously flickering, and it was up in the window of the attic, And he says that it actually starts to piss him off because he's like, why won't that fucking thing stop flickering? Like, what the hell? The rest seem fine. Is it faulty? Like, what the hell? Why is it doing that? And he talks about how there were several nights where he's laying in his bed, he's not able to sleep, and he's just watching this light flickering, and it's just doing his head in. He, a few days go by, And he has a friend over staying with him from out of town. They decide to drink. So they're having some drinks. um, And he kind of goes off on this large rant to her about, you know, um, you know, this is the neighbors and he describes them and he says, you know, these freaking lights are flickering like up in the attic. It's pissing me off. And he, he, he says something like, I don't know, man, it's just, it makes me want to punch something. It's such a small thing. I can handle everything else. I mean, it's not my electricity bill. But the stupid candle, it won't stop flickering. The girl stops him and says, that's not flickering. And then he's like, what do you mean? And she says, that's Morse code. She gets up immediately, calls the police. The police arrive, they go into the the residence. There's sirens, lights, all the rest of it. Um, And people start to be arrested. So he closes with... I swear I've read the report a hundred times. Three victims, one adult, two minors, found chained to the wall. The neighbours were charged with abduction, imprisonment and first degree homicide in two cases. There was one survivor who declined to speak with him or his friend. Other details included small non-fatal cuts over the arms and legs of the three victims, suggesting torture to the police. The official cause of death was listed in both cases as starvation. The prisoner closest to the attic window was a non-survivor and he was found with severe third-degree burns on his hand, which the investigation didn't officially state a cause for. But I know that man stretched to the limit of his bonds to see my dark silhouette in the opposite window. I know that he passed his hand over the overheated electric candle over and over again. I know that he saw me watching. I know I did nothing. What I don't know is what he was thinking. 
what he was feeling. He's dead now and I never will. I asked my friend, though, what did the Morse code translate to? She hesitates before telling me, drawing dots and dashes on a piece of paper. P-L-E-A-S-E. Please. I'm going to leave that one to sit with you. I love scary stories. And some of these are true. Some of these are definitely true. The The first few are definitely true. Um, but it's... These are the two that were kind of at the end. Are they true? Are they not? Either way, they're cool, right? So I hope you enjoyed my little spooky Christmas episode. And it's gotten you into the Christmas spirit. If, if that's even possible. We've got a lot of death here. A lot of destruction. Um, but that's all from me today. I wish you all a very Merry Christmas. Um, I am not sure if I'm going to come to you with an episode uh, next week. Or whether I'm going to take a little break. I'm not sure. I'll probably come with an episode. Something New Year's related. I don't know. So Merry Christmas. Stay safe. In the meantime, you can hit me up on my socials at Aesthetic Vibes Pod. Drop me an email at aestheticvibespodcast.com. Visit my website, aestheticvibespodcast.com. Drop by the old TikTok at Dr. Ames Kelly. Uh, if you're listening to this episode, video episodes are now available exclusive to Spotify. Search for Aesthetic Vibes Podcast to get the video glimpse into me podcasting until next time bye